Rabbi, I never knew forgiveness could be so complicated. Not complicated, Biker. Complex. Uh, what's the difference? Well, in David's case, it's about forgiveness for those who are making his life difficult. There are many layers to that kind of forgiveness. Mmm, can't wait to get into this one. Plus, you get to meet Biker Ma, uh-huh. All coming up with Biker and the Rabbi, coming up in just a bit. Hop on board. It's time for another trip with the Biker and the Rabbi. Today, on Biker and the Rabbi, we explore part five in our series about David and what can be learned from studying his life and challenges. Now, here's Biker. Hi, and welcome back. It's good to be with you guys again. Now, when I was just a little biker, I was always taught that what goes up must come down. It's one of those laws you don't have a choice about, like it or not. doing sitting under that apple tree? And what's with that ridiculous powdered wig? I will ignore your impertinence for a moment. I, sir, am Sir Isaac Newton. Oh, really? <laughs> I love your cookies. Eat them all the time. My what? You know, fig Newtons. Oh, my mother warned me there'd be days like this. I have nothing to do with a fig Newton. Okay, so why are you sitting there? Because I, sir, am the author of the Laws of Gravity. Oh, you're the guy to blame. Is that why they're making you wear that ridiculous wig? Sort of like punishment for making such a strict law? I did not invent the laws. But, uh, you just said you... Uh, then who did? No one invented gravity. It exists. I was merely sitting under this apple tree, as I do every day, because it helps me to think. Well, one day, I was minding my own business when it hit me. The law? No, the apple hit me right square on the noggin. Well, getting hit on the head would explain why you wear that ridiculous powdered wig, but what else did that apple do? It convinced me to explore the laws of gravity. So, you see, I merely brought their existence to light. I explained it in terms everyone could understand. Uh, you mean the what-goes-up-must-come-down thing? Yes, even if it is a bit more complicated. I suppose that works for our circumstances, though. Uh-huh. So, let's talk about it for a moment. I would love to. You see, gravity submits a pull on... No, 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 no. I, I mean, talk about it in terms of David Hamelech and how it explains a lot about his life. Eh, uh, David who? Oh, now Mr. Know-it-all doesn't know everything, does he? David Hamelech, the subject of our talk today. His life was a series of ups and downs, yet each time he maintained his unshakable faith in God. You might say he never gave in to the gravity of the situation. <laughs> Oh, I've got to find a safer place to sit. <laughs> Stick to explaining the laws, Sir Isaac. Humor does not seem to be your strong suit. A wise observation, Mr. Biker. Do you have some ice? Uh, stick around. Let's open the throttle up and start our road trip. So stop what you're doing. It wouldn't hurt you to listen a little. Welcome back to Biker. And the rabbi. The life of David has so many ups and downs. Studying his life feels like 
I'm on one of those elevators in a high-rise building. Rabbi Helper, how could such a hero lead such a tumultuous life? Shalom, Biker. Well, you may have noticed that being a hero in the Jewish world doesn't necessarily mean an easy life. But David's definitely is more complicated than most others. So, let's start with Saul, who recognizes David's greatness. While he's still just a lad, King Saul is at the top, but doesn't stay there for long. He falls long and hard. Elevator up, elevator down. Precisely. His rise and fall mirrors David's, which is the exact opposite. David starts at the bottom, races to the top, and then... Then it gets complicated. Uh, Most people would be broken and confused. It's true. They wouldn't be able to relate to a tzaddik like Saul who sought to kill them. And they wouldn't be able to deal with the uncertainties of a life on the run, especially after being promised kingship. But it was David's relationship with God that carries him through. God was in his heart. And it was this relationship that defined David's life. Well, God was with David when he shepherded his flocks, faced Goliath, ran from Shaul, and later, when he successfully pursued the enemies of the Jews. Through it all, David's heart remained pure and at peace. So this is a huge lesson anyone can relate to. Care to explain, Biker? Well, it's not about herding sheep or facing a giant. It's about when we get overwhelmed in our world. We can't seem to find the inner peace we need to make good choices. Not that I'm speaking from experience, but David was able to concentrate on his love of God and the faith that God would see him through. Pretty amazing, and certainly not an easy thing to do. I don't know many who can do that. So, to become a person who can achieve despite setbacks and bumpy roads, David's a great model to focus on. As evidenced by the book of Psalms, David rose and fell along the turbulent tides of his fascinating life. But what rose and fell wasn't his sense of self-worth or his relationship with the people around him. So what do you tell someone who's abandoned their faith because their claim is, God deserted me? First misconception there is, God never deserts anyone. It's actually the opposite. Oh, that we desert God? We don't understand everything he does is for the good. This is a key element of David's life. And a key failure for many of us. There are so many times, as we've discussed, and we're going to examine even further, where David could have just said, forget it. But he didn't. He never quit believing God had a plan for him and would help him through every trial he was going through. Imagine building yourself to be that strong, that even though you're not getting what you think you need, you stay committed. David's center point was his relationship with Hashem. And that was a relationship that never wavered, not even for a moment. So why was he constantly tested, especially by Saul? Good question, and one we can tackle in just a minute. Let's take a break. When we come back, we can talk about how Shaul went from the penthouse to the basement. And don't forget, Shaul was a tzaddik of a man. I'll be there. Stick around, won't you? Okay, we're back. And our roller coaster ride of up and down continues. Saul and David were close at the beginning. And then... Saul decides to have David hunted down and killed because he feels his threat to the throne. So David is forced to run and hide. And even then, death lurks around every corner. And he's still not upset. Oh, he's upset all right, but he hasn't lost his faith in God. It's what sustains him. 
Again, remember, David is an empty vessel when it comes to ego. His ego doesn't get in the way of his thoughts? His ego stays a non-entity. It has no bearing on him. Where others depend on their ego when moments like these arrive in life, David is completely giving in to God, ready to do the will of God and express his love for God. So, I'm just an ordinary guy. I can't make that happen in my life, can I? Without question, Biker, and not just you, anyone, David's up and down existence is the exact blueprint for us to study to understand that life is messy and complicated. But we don't have to fall into the trap of thinking. Only we can fix things. Oh, but Saul is different. He sees David's potential and becomes fearful of him. Saul is brave and committed to God, but makes mistakes that make it clear he is not the leader that the Jewish people need. This is why David's presence threatens him, and he lashes out and orders him to be killed. So he's on top. But now, this confusion about David and his own future on the throne is driving him down quickly. Right. David is hiding from the most powerful man in the world. But his faith in God will soon reveal that his future still remains firmly in place. Saul, on the other hand, is not as fortunate. Is it because Saul lacked faith? No, not at all. Saul was a great man. Make no mistake. He was at once too humble, leading from behind, and also at the same time accustomed to being the perfect tzaddik, so that he had trouble adjusting to the inevitable failures of public life. David served Saul and recognized his greatness. Yet David didn't hesitate to escape when things got too dangerous. Saul began at the top and then fell, while David, the underdog, started from the bottom and with faith-based perseverance, managed to reach the top. Two men, very similar, with lives completely intertwined, yet heading in opposite directions. It's amazing. David kept trekking on with a small band of men, knowing that Hashem had a plan, and that one day the prophecy of Shmuel would become true. And he did it all with a heart full of joyful gratitude towards his creator and sustainer. And while Saul was also great in his time, that greatness was overshadowed by his inability to be strong and humble at the same time like David was. So once again, we see the lesson of David's is not simple. But powerful. Yes, you can do great things, but it must be with a vision that God is in your heart and your life, and your ego is staying far, far away from driving your goals. So, are you still as excited about David's life as you were when we began learning? <laughs> more so, Rabbi, more so, because I know there's so much more left to uncover, and it gives me a good chance to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with my ego a little later on. Well said. That's a lot to think about. So, do you want to sum things up for us? Sure. Shaul was a tzaddik, was a quintessential, perfect person who dedicated every fiber of his being to serving the Almighty, and he was used to perfection. He was used to always doing things right. The public sphere leading the Jewish people is a tough job, even for a tzaddik like Shaul. And when he faced failure, he didn't know how to really absorb that and bounce back. And the contrast is King David, whose essence was a person who can bounce back. Like you said, Biker, he was a yo-yo. Thanks for being here today. I'll get your coat. It's time to go. Well, that about wraps up another podcast. 
It's great to have you with us, and we'd like to request two things. First, if you like these, please pass them along to friends and anyone you feel might enjoy the content. Second, if you have questions you'd like answered, or you just want to learn more, reach out to our recorded line at 303-820-2855. As always, a huge thanks to the Denver Colel for their support and the access to their resources. If you wish to support them in any way, visit their website at denvercolel.org. Colel spelled K-O-L-L-E-L. On our next podcast, the rabbi and I will tackle more about David and how complicated his life is. Yet everything he endured is a lesson for you today to help you create a fuller life. Please join us. I'm Biker. For Rabbi Halpern, thank you, and God bless. <laughs>